All right, welcome back, guys, to the R&D podcast. We're just going to get right into it. Everybody's been giving their take on it, and we're going to give ours on LeBron James and Charles Barkley, the beef that's going on. Um, As all of you guys know, LeBron James, after the loss that they took to the Anthony David-less Pelicans, uh, he went on the record saying that they need a playmaker, they need another scorer. Basically, what Colin Cowherd was saying on his show was he needs a guy that can play at least seven minutes a half. Um, And on the show, uh, on NBA on TNT with Barkley, Charles, EJ, and Kenny, EJ said, in a word, how would you describe what LeBron James did voicing his opinion like that to the media? And Charles Barkley, in his own Charles Barkley way, said, quote, inappropriate, whiny, all of the above. The Cleveland Cavaliers, they've given him everything that he's wanted. They have the highest payroll in NBA history. He wanted J.R. Smith last summer. They paid him. He wanted Shumpert last summer. They brought in Kyle Korver. He's the best player in the world. Does he want all the good players? Does he not want to compete? Then LeBron James fired back for like the first time in 14 years this guy is finally fired back and he said i'm tired of biting my tongue there's a new sheriff in town he called charles barkley a hater he said what makes him credible because he's on tv talking about he's never threw somebody out a window he's never spit on a kid he's never had dead in vegas he never showed up to all-star weekend on sunday because he was in vegas all weekend partying he never said he's not a role model He said, all I've done my entire career is represent the NBA the right way. 14 years, never got in trouble, respected the game, print that. So now that we've given you guys kind of a background on it, I'm going to let my man Daniel just kind of educate me on this one, man. What the hell is going on? With LeBron James, just because you're seven and eight in the month of January, you you blow up like this. Look, um, LeBron has a lot to be frustrated about. I mean, let's let's take a look at um, who he is as a person, a player. He's been to the finals six times. He's won three championships, and he's looking to win a fourth. And he and he's he's looking for that quote-unquote playmaker that he was talking about because he doesn't. I guess he just doesn't feel like the team is behind him. Uh, and he's, you know, he's all in. Maybe the team isn't right there with him. But uh, there are a couple things I would like to point out about that whole controversy. The first, um, LeBron's a great freaking player. He's he's arguably the best over, over like all all around NBA player. Uh, over twenty five points per game, over eight assists per game, eight rebounds per game. You know, you get it. Um, they, the Cavs, pay him so much money. They pay everybody so much money. They are thirty million dollars uh, over anybody else in the NBA at one hundred thirty million. And, um, you know, even with that, you know, LeBron even told his players, he was like, hey, I think we should be getting paid more. Then Tristan Thompson comes out and he's like, dude, I made my money, man. I, he signed an $82 million contract for five years. A lot of money. $82 million over the course of five years. He signed that back in 2015. And, you know, he did say, you know, LeBron is a, a leader on the team, but I've already made that money and we have to play better as a team from top to bottom. And I have to agree with Tristan Thompson on this one. Like, you know, at some point, uh, money isn't exactly what matters. It's it's what's playing. Playing is what matters. And what more could LeBron want? He has essentially the same roster that he had beforehand. 
What 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 would you say that says to a locker room for your best player to come out and say, "Hey, this roster as presently constructed, a roster that was possibly the same roster you had last year that won the championship." What does this say to a locker room full of guys when your leader says this roster isn't up to snuff and we possibly can't beat Golden State? Which essentially, cryptically, he's saying, what what does... I I, I know exactly where you're going with this. And I will say this uh, loud and proud. I think LeBron James is scared. I think LeBron James is scared that uh, he can't beat Golden State. Because if you see the way that Steph Curry's putting up numbers... Holy crap, like, last night they just beat the Charlotte Hornets for the second time. So. But you you won! <laughs> you beat them on Christmas. You were down 14 Christmas Day, and you beat them, and you lose by 40. I get that. But now, all of a sudden, this, this team's not up to snuff. Look, but look at the way they've been playing. Like you said, the month of January, they're going 7-8. I don't know, man. I, I, listen, I, I mean, I have to kind of agree, and I feel like a lot of other people would possibly agree who's ever, you know, listening to this, shout out to the people who do listen to this, that would possibly say LeBron James, when he left the Miami Heatles and going back to Cleveland, David Griffin gave him possibly a blank check and said, whoever you want, we'll give it to you. Whoever you don't want, we'll cut him. You know LeBron James isn't a guy that... He's not in the meetings if they say, hey, we want to move this guy, we want to get this guy. Oh, no, he definitely <laughs> manipulated that to some degree. I mean, they brought in Krober, they brought in Fielder, and, like, you know, and I understand that those are probably team, uh, you know, gatherings, but at the same time, a, a guy that that has the, I guess, the prestige, the legacy of LeBron James, like, he probably has some heavy hand in that. But, I mean, what, at, at some point, I would just ask, I mean, when... Just like Barkley asked, when do you want to compete? I mean, for all my basketball heads, and they're going to laugh at some of the names, but Allen Iverson in 01 with the Sixers, I mean, they did not have the best team. But you didn't hear Allen Iverson talk about this team isn't up to snuff. Reggie Miller, now they didn't have the best players. They went to the finals in 02. It, they weren't talking about this team isn't up to snuff. And those were the best players on their teams. We've never heard really Kobe Bryant. You know, he he had his he had his thing where he's talking about I want to get traded, I want to do this and that. But he never really publicly all the time just said my team's not up to snuff. We need this. We need that. I don't I don't think you understand that LeBron has been playing in the league for so long, and like this may be his last chance to do a back-to-back championship run. I mean, I got I got him doing at least I give him 2 3 more years of him being the most dominant player in the league. Right. Uh, but I mean, looking at Golden State, yeah, they are the evil empire. And I know he's trying to, you know, bring them down, but now with I guess what I'll try to swing this over with what he said referring to Barkley why would you think he would go at Barkley? It's not like, you know, Barkley, this is the first time really he's gone at LeBron in a negative way because he's always gone at LeBron saying he's the best player in the game, he's a great guy, he's a great family man. And now just talking about from the standpoint of you're being whiny because the team's giving you everything you wanted and it's still not enough for you. And then LeBron James claps back 
Where do you think that's coming from, from LeBron to go at somebody like Charles Barkley? Okay, all right. I, in my personal opinion, I think LeBron James was frustrated that somebody called him out. And, you know, if you if you look at uh, Charles Barkley's mistakes and stuff like that, like, I could see why somebody who has been lashed out at publicly would want to bring those things. Like, because I didn't know anything about, like, what Charles Barkley had done, you know? No, I didn't know either. Right, exactly. But, you know, if, if I'm talking, if I'm being honest, I think that LeBron just did that out of, out of frustration. And, and, you know, maybe he got his point across. He didn't want to be called out in the way that Charles Barkley called him out. But, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I think that uh, he kind of deserved it. I think that LeBron kind of deserved to be uh, to be called out. Is it, is it something where we can't call out players? Because FYI, for people who are going to be listening to R&D podcasts, once we do more and more episodes, we're going to call out players. Mm-hmm. Sure, they may not listen mm-hmm. to us. We're going to call them out. <laughs> right. Okay? It's like, can, can reporters and other players not call out players and say, hey, they're doing this the wrong way? Can can they not? Can we not? Is, is, is it has to be, you know what? He's right about everything. You can't say somebody's wrong. Like, you couldn't tell me that I'm wrong if I was wrong on something. Like That's the whole point of journalism, if we're being honest. I mean, that's the whole reason we do this thing, man. That, that's the only reason why, I mean, honestly, we do it. And now you got Barkley. Basically, I mean, Stephen A's putting into like this that LeBron James is maybe saying Barkley is underneath him and saying that, you know, he's been to, you know, six championships, going on a seventh. Barkley only went to one. Barkley only has one MVP. And uh, Charles only has one MVP. LeBron, four. LeBron, three championships. Barkley, zero. And, you know, maybe he's saying that's not the guy that should have been calling him out. But I don't know if it's really beef. I have to kind of agree with you and say that it's probably more of mental fatigue than probably anything. I mean, I guess to wrap this all up, if we're just talking about the the kind of pressure that these great players do face on a day-to-day basis, you know, I mean, like, LeBron James, like you said before, like, the leader of the Cavaliers, you know, he's he is facing a lot of pressure. But then again, I don't think that it was his right place to say on the record in front of national television, like, that they needed a playmaker. I think that's something that they should have kept inside the locker room so this whole thing didn't explode the way that it did. And this is going to be, I just, to wrap it up, this is going to be very interesting going into the All-Star break and to see what's going to happen and to see what moves Cleveland are going to make and then going into the playoffs and this trilogy that we're going to see. It's going to be really interesting, but we got some beef, ladies and gentlemen, on the R&D podcast. All right, guys, thank you so much, and we hope you enjoy.